I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Today I'm speaking to Professor Kevin Fu, who directs the Security and Privacy Research Lab at the University of Michigan. Prior to joining the University of Michigan in January, Kevin was a professor at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, where he also conducted research related to medical device security. Today, Kevin will talk to us about emerging security threats involving medical devices and what he thinks can be done to mitigate those risks. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Marianne. To start, could you briefly explain to our listeners why medical devices pose security risks and tell us what some of those risks are? First of all, every object has risks and benefits, and medical devices are uh, no different from that equation. But medical devices today tend to contain uh, computers and software, and computers and software have a natural tendency to um, include security risks, and, and the medical devices inherit that. Examples of these kinds of risks include the confidentiality and integrity and the authenticity of the wireless communication, as well as the programming of the device, uh, among other risks. What are some of the new emerging security threats that we should be watching out for when it comes to medical device security, and why? There are emerging risks, and then there's emerging discovery of the implications of those risks. And and one of the emerging issues I'm seeing is the prevalence of malware in, in clinical computing environments. So you'll see a lot of attention to, I think, some fairly dramatic events involving what some might call hacking medical devices. But I, I think the, the real emerging issues are a little bit more mundane but have greater impact, and that is if a device, a medical device, let's say a bedside monitor gets infected with a computer virus, then that device can do one of two things. It can break and therefore not be available to give patient care, or its performance is less predictable. It might actually give uh, incorrect data to the uh, healthcare professionals. So I'd say an emerging risk is the prevalence of malware on medical devices, conventional malware getting into medical devices that just happen to run uh, commodity software, off-the-shelf software, uh, and therefore make it uh, more difficult to deliver patient care. What medical devices do you think are most vulnerable to these sort of security issues? Well, right now, uh, I don't think there's a great consensus on which devices are most vulnerable. You can talk about high-consequence devices that are in smaller numbers, uh, such as the implantables, uh, or you can talk about devices that are much more prevalent, say bedside monitors, but the consequences uh, perhaps might not be as immediately great. Although these are very difficult kinds of risks to quantify. So I think right now the, the only consensus is that those in the industry, those in academia, realize that there's a problem with malware uh, interfering with medical devices. And right now, the big question is, what's the number one priority? And those kinds of discussions are still going on right now, uh, and the answers aren't out there yet. What kinds of safety concerns do medical device security issues pose to patients? And what can patients do to protect themselves? First of all, you know, medical devices, uh, again, have risks and benefits, and I think in most cases the benefits far outweigh uh, the present-day risks. And the real safety concern, in my view, is the future risks coming down the line that we know are coming 
as more and more devices use wireless communication, pathways to the Internet, uh, and software inside the device. So what you're seeing today, for instance, you might have a pump that requires uh, human uh, intervention, and in the future, that pump might become what's called closed loop, or uh, effectively uh, automated without a human uh, in the loop. And in those kinds of situations, when, when the devices become much more automated, to me, that does raise some more questions about safety. It doesn't mean the device is inherently less safe, but it does raise some questions. And I think patients, for their part, they need to have some assurance that there are a number of very smart engineers working on these problems, but uh, it's a, a multi-headed problem, not only about good engineering and good delivery of patient care, but also there's quite a bit of work going on on the business management side, justifying the cost it takes to protect these kinds of systems. How should healthcare entities be assessing medical device security risks, and what should they be doing to mitigate those risks? Healthcare entities are, are really, uh, in my view, sort of in a bind. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place because they're the front lines. They know what's going on. I've yet to go to a single hospital that hasn't had some kind of malware issue, but I, I find that hospitals and, and staff at hospitals are either reluctant to file reports on security issues or, or simply don't have the resources to do so effectively. So one suggestion I have for healthcare entities is to do more conscientious reporting of security incidents, whether it be automated uh, or manual. But um, one way forward to help mitigate these risks is a, what we call security economics. I think today that hospitals, for instance, ought to be putting stronger terms in their procurement processes such they have a quantifiable assurance about the cybersecurity of the medical devices they're buying. So, for instance, a vendor could be more upfront about the maintenance costs. There could be an optional security maintenance plan. It's not clear which entity will end up paying for that cost, but I think it's way beyond the time that we pretend there is no cost. And if that's in the procurement process, then the uh, hospitals, the healthcare entities, and the vendors will be able to have much more honest uh, discussions about the cost, the unintended consequences of using uh, hardware and software that are susceptible to uh, security risk. You brought up procurement and vendors. What can the medical device makers do to improve the security of their products? So one of the more effective techniques I've found uh, across manufacturers is to get the security engineering much earlier into the manufacturing process. I've seen uh, one uh, large medical device manufacturer now including security in their what's called the design concept phase before even the requirements of the device are written, which is before the design has been created, which is before the implementation, which is before the deployment. So if a manufacturer has already deployed a device and now is asking the question, okay, how do we secure that, they've kind of missed the boat. And it's very difficult and very costly to add security after the fact. So I think that the manufacturers who are a little more forward-looking have been able to see the future and, and realize that, you know what, in seven years, they're not going to be able to ignore this problem anymore, and they're planning ahead, getting security into those early phases so that they don't get stuck with a large bill six to seven years down the line when they suddenly realize, you know what, we did need that, but now we're going to have to basically pay ten times more to retrofit. What do you expect we might see on the regulatory front this year when it comes to medical device security, and what would you like to see? 
I don't have a crystal ball on uh, what regulations are, are going to appear. I suspect there'll be a combination of uh, guidance documents and perhaps uh, industry self-regulation. Uh, I know many uh, manufacturers who care deeply about improving security, and I suspect they're going to try to help nudge the industry to have uh, more consistent security engineering practices, sort of a minimum threshold. One front that uh, is starting to brew and I think will be productive are there are a number of workshops popping up across the country. One that I can draw attention to is uh, was, was run by uh, Amy. These workshops are bringing together some of the smart engineers from different manufacturers, and they realize this is not a problem of a one manufacturer. This is not a problem of one hospital. This is the problem of the entire community. And so we're getting the smart people in the same room at the same time, not to complain about security problems, not to point fingers, but to figure out what is the right way forward. What are the right engineering practices? What are the right uh, project management issues uh, to deal with? And what are some of the economic issues that have to be solved uh, to improve these devices that ultimately provide better, safer, more effective care for patients? A lot of patients have mobile devices and they're downloading applications that sort of turn these smartphones into medical devices at home. Any particular security risks that are involved with that that you think are something that needs to be looked at more carefully starting now? There are a couple, I think, interesting dimensions to what, what I would think is being called mobile medical apps, which is related to your question you know, there will be security risks. It's not very surprising. There will always be risks. The real question is, is it uh, being balanced with, with the benefits? But one of the challenges, at least I've seen in just observing interactions at various workshops and other events, is that, so I have a lot of friends from the, the software community. I, I have a, a friend who works for uh, a, an online gaming company, for instance, creating uh, mobile apps and games for phones. Um, and I also have some colleagues uh, who work in the medical manufacturing space. Now, the problem is you've got two radically different cultures. In the medical device manufacturing community, it tends to be more safety conscious. Uh, they, they're much more familiar with some of the validation practices and the FDA uh, regulations. And there's, I think, a somewhat of a storm because when the IT culture comes in and is used to exponential change overnight, you know, Facebook-style exponential uh, increase in number of users, uh, that culture isn't used to the, the slightly more deliberate and careful processes that you would find in medical device manufacturing. So there can often be a rush to market, and I think there's some unrealistic expectations when there's a medical app that has to be safety conscious. How, how to balance that, I think that's still a discussion being had because, of course, you don't want to hold up medical apps. Uh, and I've seen some fantastic ones uh, that have solved uh, some safety issues with some very clever uh, usability problems. I'll, I'll give you one example. I saw uh, one mobile app uh, for radiology, and they solved the problem, uh, a safety problem, by using the uh, effectively the, the contrast of the mobile device screen to determine if the radiologist is in a well-lit area. If the radiologist is in a poorly lit area, then the app will warn the healthcare professional, you shouldn't be using this app in this location. This is the kind of problem that c comes up with mobile apps and bring-your-own-device kinds of situations that wouldn't traditionally come up in a room dedicated for viewing, say, X Is there any new medical device-related research that you have underway or planned that you can tell us about? 
In my lab, we always have new research coming out. We, we like to try to think about more of the emerging risks. So I think you'll see a steady flow of new research results, uh, both from the policy side, from the engineering side. And I think most important, the constructive side, uh, I feel that there is an insufficient number of research projects looking at what are the constructive ways to improve medical device security. There's quite a bit of attention to breaking things, which I think is one element, but it's, it's much, much harder to figure out constructive ways to mitigate these kinds of risks. So I, I'm hoping to see much more research on, on the mitigation side, but I think you also see still uh, a number of reports uh, identifying vulnerabilities because that is important to, to raise awareness, to change the mindset and realize that, you know what, uh, there are problems, and, and now let's start thinking about how to solve them. Thanks, Kevin. I've been speaking with Professor Kevin Fu of the University of Michigan. I'm Marian Kolbasek-McGee for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.